Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a new series of Friends with Friends, or as Charlotte said in our Instagram, fucking yes lads, our dads are back recording again. <laughs> yeah, I have some questions about this. Oh, 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 oh fuck, I've forgotten how we do this. Oh, I've sworn immediately. Oh, this is a disaster, Pete. What a disaster start. Um, okay, before we get on to all the, oh, we're back admin. Um, I, how did you feel when you read that message? Uh well, uh, well as is referenced in Friends, yeah, dad's your dad is like a term of endearment, right? Which which bit of Friends did you immediately spring to mind? Doesn't Chandler doesn't Chandler refer to Richard as dad? Yes, he does. Joey's my dad. Yeah, yes. No, you're right. No, I'm intrigued as to which Friends reference first sprang to mind when you heard the word dad. Because you know what the one was for me? What? The one where Phoebe tries to freak Ross out by going, "Ooh, you like oh, that, Daddy?" Dad, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, so that was that's maybe why I felt weirder about the message than you did. Oh no, I was genuinely seeing it as a term of endearment. Oh, that's nice then. Okay, fine. Well, there you go. Happy to happy. To, the dads are happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot to unpack there, I think. But never mind. We are back uh, and. You'll be pleased to know nothing's changed in terms of our approach to this podcast, our level of organisation, or well, anything really, has it? Has anything changed for you? Well, you say that. I actually feel fairly well set up for uh, for today. Well, you say that. You text me 40 minutes ago going, oh shit, no quiz. Well, yes, but <laughs> there is a reason why there's no quiz. Yeah? Because there's a quiz... Because it's a two-parter episode, and of within the course. first part of it, the quiz is coming with part two. Got you, got you, got you. Fine, great. Okay, well, do you know what? I've uh, done a small quiz for you. Right. Have you done How a quiz How small is a small quiz? <laughs> well, this is only going to work if you've done the same thing for me. Have you written any quiz questions? I have written my notes from which I was going to improvise two questions. <laughs> a whole two awesome. questions. Yeah, I've got two questions. So okay, unless, if you don't cut me two, then it is going to be a crap old quiz. Join us at the end of the podcast for <laughs> four questions. That is nearly as many as normal. It is. Fair. That's true. 
except true. yours are going to be improvised and mine were both from the last minute and a half of the episode because that's what i remembered that yeah was my good. questions have the potential to be wiped out by the general podcast content <laughs> uh let me guess what yours are going to be uh no actually i'm not going to because they might cross over and then we're going to be all over the place aren't we um, um do you want to read a request from Anne? do you know what pete what i'd like to do is read a request from Anne. And who does that thing we like where she says where she's from? Uh, oh, yes. Well, she does it at the end of her message. So That's fine. Well, do you want to start with that? No, no, we'll save it for the end. Um, hello, Pete and Ahoy Dave. Oh, that's good. She's split it out into our uh, contingent greetings. Yeah. I've listened since 2019, and you're coming <laughs> Hello, Sneezy. Oh, goodness me. Sorry. Sneezy. I've referenced the sneeze there, so we can't edit it out now. That's... that's uh, Saved us a bit of work. <laughs> yeah, you can you can rewind it whenever you want to hear a sneeze. Yeah, you get a Pete sneeze, a sneeze muffin. If there was a muffin there, um, I've listened since 2019, and your commentary and lovely British accents provide a much needed serotonin boost and break from reality. Oh, that's nice. I don't think it was having accents, but no, that's me neither. I guess particularly does. not lovely ones. No, certainly not lovely. But even the idea of having accents is is something, you know. Um, I'm requesting the one where Rachel has a baby. I might be in the minority, but I love season eight and I get a kick out of it even now that I've delivered four babies. Four babies! That's so many babies, Pete. That is a, that's one more than Phoebe. Right? Um, my commentary on the episode is thus. There's no way Rachel delivering breach would be a surprise. Doctors can tell a month ahead if a baby is breech, and breech equals automatic C-section. Okay, so this is like medical stuff. Also, that's part two, isn't it? So I've I've failed to read ahead here, Pete. Spoiler alert, guys. Um, I don't know why Monica and Chandler didn't just run for home for their baby-making session. Yes, we've got some more on that. Um, and, of course, Jack Gettys okay, so part two, so we'll save that for next week as well. I look forward to listening. And from Colorado Springs, Colorado United States. Ooh. That's a very specific uh, location, isn't it? Sorry, I just punched my microphone. Uh, uh, yes, another, it is. Another thing we can't edit out because you've referenced it now. Oh, sorry. This is Wait, good. Maybe this could be our new thing. We could edit out all of this. Well, we could edit out all of it, or we can never edit out anything again. As long no, as we, we must. As we long must, as, Dave. <laughs> as long as we reference all mistakes. No, I'm thinking of mistakes more than libelous stuff we say. We, not that we say libelous things. But we do. We just take it out, don't we? Like oh, yeah. we definitely have done. We've definitely done a bit of slander in our time. Do you reckon we've done a bit of slander? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I don't think we've published slander because we're both, we're both, we're both trained in the art of of uh, media law, aren't we? Uh, yes, and if this you is sa- this feels. I really feel like I'm. Uh, what's the word? Tempting fate here. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, maybe maybe as a Patreon extra. Uh, you can uh, sign yeah. up and we'll list all the people we've defamed. Oh, you've definitely. If you if you are a patron, what do if, I get for that, Dave? If you are, you get uh, every episode a day early, Pete, and ad free. Oh ad my free, god! Yeah. You also get another weekly episode of correspondence where we read out your messages and discuss them in a whimsical yet charming way with our lovely British accents. Brackets quote Anne from Colorado Springs. Close brackets. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, if you, I, we definitely have libeled people on the Patreon before. We tell a lot more scandalous stories on there, don't we? Because um, we seem to be operating under the very misguided impression that because it's behind a paywall, the law doesn't apply to it. Doesn't count. <laughs> it's basically a conversation in our private homes. Yeah. That's how it works, right, Pete? Right? 
no, I'm hearing broadcast to a third party in my legal training at uni. Oh, tits. Okay, well, look, we're frankly going to continue operating under that uh, impression, I think. So that's where the tea is, guys. That's where the juicy goss goss is. I don't like goss goss. No, I didn't like it at all. But it is another way of referring to the band Bros. 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 No, because their surname is Goss and there's two of them. Is their surname Goss? Yeah. Matt yes, it is, Goss. isn't it? Right. Yeah. Anyway, one for the kids. One for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about the Jonas Brothers before the music or after? Before. Uh, before, yeah. Okay, a, a good example. That is one for the kids. Good example of Patreon-only content. Yes, well, I was thinking that we've really covered all bases already with the Jonas Brothers and Goss. Not that we defame Goss the Jonas Bros. Brothers. Uh, no, we absolutely don't defame them. We talk said them nice out. things about them. We talk them about them in, in nice terms, but we'll have some good gossip, don't we, on the Jonas Brothers? Yeah. We're really, yes. trying to, really trying to dangle this carrot here. I'm not sure many people that listen to this podcast for Friends gossip will be that influenced by the uh, prospect of a bit of Jonas Brothers tea, but never mind. Got to try away, try your hand where uh, where it can go. Is that the phrase? Nope, but carry on. <laughs> anyway, so that's the request done. Uh, would you like, therefore, Peter, a synopsis? Yes. Of which episode, Dave? Uh, it's going to. Oh, be... we've already said that, haven't we? The one where it tries a baby, part one. Yeah, no, it said it in Anne's request, didn't it? Yes, you did. Do you want a story about the word Anne, the name Anne? Yes. Um, but <laughs> when I say story, yeah. I was just going to say that my nan's name was Anne and my granddad's name was Peter. So Anne what and Peter, that? What does that mean? that's my grandparents. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was just saying it because Anne has requested an episode. Right. Oh, and your name's my Pete? grandmother's name and my name's Pete. That's my grandparents. Ooh, ooh, I don't know if that's the worst story that's ever been told in this podcast. <laughs> it's certainly up there. It's a hotly contested competition. <laughs> you genuinely started that with, do you want to hear a story about the name Anne? And that, but, I mean, it doesn't even count as a story. They were just words that contained the word Anne. Well, her actual name was Rosemary, but she didn't like the name. No- <laughs> <laughs> She didn't like the name Rosemary, so she called us. Oh, we're recording this too late at night. I'm tired and delirious. I've had a long day at work, and this is confusing me. Oh, Pete. Okay, well, I mean, it, honestly, I feel very relaxed about this episode now because anything I say is not going to be worse than that. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so, anyway, my sister's middle name is Anne, actually. Who gives a fuck, mate? <laughs> Anyone trying to nick her identity, actually, could piece together a lot of vital information now. True. Crikey Moses. This is one of the longest ramble synopsis. chats we've done before we get to the synopsis, which is still the intro, technically. Season 8, episode 23, the one where Rachel has a baby, part 1. Now, this synopsis, Peter, is written uh, as one whole episode, so I'm just going to have to s- work out where to stop. Yeah, have to self-edit. 227422. Oh, I like that. Off to a nice, good start. Nice, isn't it? Oh, nice production code, that. Ross and Rachel arrive frantically at the hospital and are taken to a semi-private labour room. Semi-private. Ross's mother gives him a family heirloom ring and encourages him to propose to Rachel. Ross hesitates, 
and puts the ring in his jacket, which he later, oh, part two. After Monica jokes about having kids, she and Chandler decide to have a baby, starting while they're still at the hospital. They end up, oh, part two. After a prolonged labor, that's it. That's the end of the that's the end of the that's the end of the synopsis per, that pertains to part one. Great, uh, uh, but other things I could also say Phoebe is meets Phoebe meets the bloke meets, with the broken leg. Yeah, Phoebe meets Leggy, the really hot guy. Joey shakes a. Is he really hot? Is he? Yeah, he's hot. God, I think that I know when men are attractive, but sometimes you say stuff like that, and I'm like, I don't even. I wouldn't have clocked him at all. Yeah, hot. No, fine. I'll take your word for it, mate. You're the expert. Very much so. Um, uh, Phoebe meets a guy, and then what's the other plot line? Um, oh yeah, no, Monica and Chandler, baby. That's that is the third three, aren't they? Um, okay, where do you want to start then? You got Phoebe and Cliff, Monica and Chandler, or Ross, Rachel, baby, etc. Uh, should we knock off the two shorter ones? Yes, I'd say Monica and Ch- let's start with Monica and Chandler, shall we? Yeah, the uh, the role reversal of Monica briefly freaking out over the next step in their relationship. Yes, now, so, uh, well, the first thing to address, actually, Pete, is that this is the first time you've watched Friends since the sad passing of Matthew Perry. How did you it find is. watching a Chandler-based um, storyline? I'll be honest, it didn't feel much different. I thought it no, would, but it didn't. I think I clocked that now when I watched it this time. Like, the first thing I watched in the immediate aftermath was very weird, and I'd com- I almost forgot this time, which is kind of nice in a way, you know? I was just, it, uh, just sat normally, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I um, it wasn't something that I was sort of constantly conscious no. of in, a, in the way that I anticipated I might be. No, I, I feel like it's necessary to say that because what I'm going to sound, not what I'm now going to do is criticise Chandler, but this is not a criticism of Matthew Perry, you know. Of course, to, of course not. We're going to have to keep flagging that for tastes and decency uh, reasons. Um, but yeah, so Monica tries to freak out Chandler and it backfires and it turns out he's absolutely ready to have a child and she she has a little flip out moment of her own, doesn't she? It's a very mature Chandler we're seeing here. Well, this is, yeah, so this is where, where I'm going to, hit in you know this for me is like the epitome of Chandler's descent into just uh, there's no fun he doesn't have his moments he doesn't do a sarky comment he does nothing he just goes yeah all right although I do enjoy the bit where he's on top of Monaco when they get walked in on yeah that doesn't look like about the temperature check yeah it doesn't look like um what's the word very sexy sex does it well, no, well, I mean, they're fully clothed for a start. Yes, they haven't, they haven't sort of got down to it properly, have they at all? But it doesn't. It just looks very awkward. He looks a bit like, um, like he's sort of, sort of flopped on top of it, you know. Hmm. Uh, but not much about their situation is is sexy in this episode, anyway, is it? Really, it's not at all. No, I I understand their sort of desire to immediately crack on with the attempts at conceiving, but the I, I like the fact that they try to set a mood. In the room that they found. They talk about sort yeah. of dimming the lights and things. I mean, they make a joke about this in part two, I know, but the fact that we're led to believe this hospital's so overrun that Rachel can't get a private room, yet they can just wander into this Yeah, this there's room one for them to shag him. Start humping, yeah. as Judy Geller would put it. I, I know this is a different plot, but I love that line from Judy Geller. <laughs> the humping one. The... Uh, this isn't just some girl that you picked up in a bar and hunt. 
Um, yeah, and, and and the get out of do this or I'll keep talking about humping is also very yeah. funny. Um, yeah, I mean, so let's talk about this ties into the very start of the episode, which we will come on to, but the journey to the hospital, which was supposedly much, much shorter than seven minutes for Chandler and Monica and Joey yeah, they must and Phoebe. Have live next door, right? Well, they do. Actually, someone's done the maths for it. Do you know how far the hospital oh, is from what the a apartment? Bore. What a bore. What do you mean, what a bore, Pete? We do the podcast where we pick apart every nit- yeah, picky bit of that's, this. Yeah, that's beyond my threshold. 661 metres away, mate. Right. The hospital to the apartment. An average person, this is what they've added, an average person walks about 700 metres in roughly nine minutes at a slow walking pace. But because Rachel was in labour, we would assume Ross and she were rushing to get to the hospital, so seven minutes seems fair. Nah, if long. she's in labour, then she was probably in a slow walking pace. Waddling, mate, right? Well, Waddling. she's in a chair as well, isn't she? Or well, she's she in a cab, wasn't she? Like it does seem, oh, it does yeah. seem implausible that it would take seven minutes to go 700 metres in, 660 metres in a... In a cab, right? Maybe we should measure it. Measure what? The distances. Do a bit of what, uh, friends York? with friends physical math. Physical maths? Okay, well, well, I'm going. I'm back over in New York in February, so should I take a tape measure? Yeah, okay, great. Uh, do you know what I should take? Uh, one you of should those take one of those things that clicks. Clickies. The, wheel- the clickers, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. The wheels. What is that called? The wheel? The clicky wheel? I've not seen one since school. That had, it had a name, right? Clicky wheel? I'm now Googling it. Clicky wheel for measuring distance. A trundle wheel. Trundle wheel. A trundle wheel. Good. Um, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, hospital. Oh, the hospital. Anyway, back to my point. Uh, this is actually something that uh, Anne flagged in her message. Why would they have sex in the hospital? They live 600 metres away. Go home. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Go home, have a hump, have a shower, come back. Oh. Rachel's only two centimetres dilated. I'm really glad you put have a shower in there. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be coming back into the public having not had a shower, do you? Well, no, but I'm I'm just glad you had that thought. You say that like you're talking to some sort of Neanderthal that's discovered the idea of wiping their ass for the first time, you know? Well, no comment. <laughs> uh, non-taken. I know, the opposite of that. Some taken. Anyway, they get caught, don't they? The nurse kicks them out. Boom, Bob's your uncle. End of episode, frankly, in that in that storyline. That, God, that was uh, brief. They were very brief. Very brief. It bodes well for you that speed impresses me. No, hang on, I got the line the wrong way around. It bodes well for you, me, that speed impresses you. Oh, he's fluffed that player sting. Yeah, so the rest of that episode um, plot line, sorry, comes in the in the second part, really, doesn't it? The the, the majority of it. Uh, ditto Phoebe and Cliff, but we can dig a little deeper into Phoebe and Cliff for part one. Uh, we learn that Phoebe broke a leg doing a sex. Right. Um, well, you've used up one of my questions for my quiz. Oh, what? How did Phoebe break a leg? But the specific wording of how she broke her leg. There was um, a typo, was there? A typographical error with a sex manual ended yeah. with Phoebe breaking her leg. Yeah, what could that typo have been? That is some. Um, uh, that is some quite aggressive. Well, not necessarily aggressive. That is some flexible, but ultimately not flexible enough sex. Yeah, flex sex. Flex sex. The problem with that is that it, it, there would still become a point. I would have thought that you 
would probably realise maybe like, this. Hang on, I think my legs about to. Break. Right, exactly. At that point, you you wouldn't push through to the full break. I would hope not. But push through. It is <laughs> push through with the flex sex. It is also very Phoebe to break your leg doing sex, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I tell you what else is very implausible, Pete. Maybe the most implausible thing in all of Friends ever. And that's saying something. Never in the history of the world, not in our lifetime, nor the lifetimes that precede it, and frankly, unless technology changes in a massive way, not likely for the next hundred years, never have elevator doors closed that quickly. Yeah, they are pretty rapid. Like, they they are... Lift doors are... Done some translation there, by the way. Did you like that? I said elevator. Nice. Lift doors are painfully slow, no matter where you are. You might be in an airport. You might be in an apartment building. You might be in, you know, the tallest tower in the world. They're Ultimately, fucking... you can stop them closing as well, right? Always stop them closing. Yeah, that is... Uh, I know it's part of the fun. That wouldn't be funny. Too quick, man. Too quick. I'm in room... Oh, between the word room and the number, that yeah, door is think, fully closed from I open. I think, admittedly, the speed at which lift doors close is probably not the greatest continuity uh, accuracy error in Friends, but no. <laughs> still. Not continuity error, but certainly most implausible feature, I think. Yeah. I um, like um, I like Joey as Drake, sort of being sympathetic to him, being a widower, and mm. then instantly asking if he sleeps with women and doesn't call them again is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this plan of Phoebe stresses me out. Oh, I mean, it's because we know how it's going to pan out, right? But every time I see them sort of standing at that room and see, she suggests this plan that he goes in and starts questioning the guy. Mm. I'm just like, this this isn't going to end well, is it? It's never going to end well. The part of uh, Joey's storyline in this mm. that I most empathised and sympathised with is the joy of getting something free from a vending machine. Yeah, having not paid a single uh, penny. Sometimes, or paying for one and then getting two. That's also great. Yeah, see, that feels like more of a moral... Oh, knocked something over there. Referenced it, so we can't edit it out. Smashed it. Um, saving us a lot of editing workload this week, Pete, I'll tell you that. Um, Funny that, given your editing is not <laughs> me. Don't tell the people. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, vending machines. That feels more morally um, viable somehow that you pay for one and do accidentally get two. Joey just shaking it completely uh, feels a little bit a little bit beyond the pale in terms of moral fibre. Do you know what I mean? What, stealing food from a hospital? Well, yeah, but the hospital isn't losing money there, really, is it? That's going to be a contractor from a large multinational sort of candy machine company, That's you true. know? I think it's crisps he ends up being. Or crisps or whatever it is. You know, it's a snack company, Pete, isn't it? I don't think it's it's not coming out of the the doctor's paycheck, is it? Yeah, he's upsetting Big Crisp, the industry overlords. Do you know what? I've never tried shaking a vending machine because as a kid, it seems so implausible. But now I'm a full-bodied man. (laughs) I reckon I could give a vending machine a good shake. And I kind of, watching that, I was like, I want to have a go at that, you know? Yeah. 
Like the mechanics and the physics. How of the would you go machine. about it? Side to side, front to back, sort of run at it, rugby tackle it. No, front front to back, like Joey sort of doing. I think you okay. gotta you gotta lever it forward, basically. Side to side is bullshit because they're all penned in by the little metal. But front to back, it could end up falling on you. Yeah, maybe. But in doing so, you'd probably dislodge a large number of snakes. Right. If it gets to horizontal, you're probably eating for free for months. <laughs> That's a good. Quote out of context. <laughs> Keep my seat warm, Pete. I'll be right back. I'm off to find a vending machine. Good. Um, anyway, here comes Clifford. Joey goes in, starts questioning him. Clifford seems like a decent chap, doesn't he? Does. Seems like a nice guy. A nice Well, fellow. other than the using his phone while driving thing. Yeah, and this was um, in the early days of that, really, right? It can't have been that established that texting while driving was a terrible thing or talking on your phone. Mm. Because that was that was very normal for a long time, wasn't it? But it's evidently caused him issues. Like he's it broken has. leg. Big old broken leg, mate. Honestly, between Clifford and Phoebe, they, would they have a story to tell at a dinner party if the question was, "How'd you break your leg?" That's true. <laughs> I like the way you just went. I'm not engaging with this. This means nothing. <laughs> That's true. That's all you're getting from me. <laughs> Should we have a small advertorial break? Yes, I wonder. Predict what they'll be for. Um, Not a fun game for those listening on Patreon because they're ad free stuff. No. Um, do you think it listens to us? In which case, crisps, crutches, and um, what else? Humping. Humping. I hope no one's advertising that on here. Hey, it's a free country, Pete. Nah, if they're paying the bills, gotta let people advertise what they want. Enjoy your humping ads. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's scroll back to the beginning, shall we? I do really enjoy Ross's smugness about the the um, amount of time it took him being burst. That's such a nice sequence, isn't it? When Phoebe and Monica come out, and then Joey and Chandler come out, and it turns out they've all beaten beaten them to the hospital. And that is such a peak Ross moment where he's so proud of an incredibly meticulous thing that he's done. And then just watching that pride sort of simmer from his face is is really very funny also a very inherently geller quality to be that competitive almost with yourself yes so pleased and then so gutted when he realizes do you know what there is nothing worse than arriving after someone when you've sort of been secretly racing them you know Mm. you ever get that where you think i'm gonna smash this i'm definitely gonna be the first one here if you haven't like got a a big cottage on a, a holiday and you're like, if I go there first, I'm going to get first dibs on the good bedrooms. What a relatable reference. You know when you've got a big cottage? <laughs> no, like, like if you hire one, you know? I'm not saying I have yeah. a big cottage. <laughs> Don't you hate it, guys, when you've got a big cottage and I know what you meant. I don't own a big cottage. I don't own a cottage, big or small, actually. Well, maybe one day, Dave. Once that big humping cash comes in. Big humping kickback. Um, I hate the term semi-private. I mean, I hate the term semi-private even more, but semi-private. That just means not private. Right. Privacy is binary, Pete. Yeah, Mm. It's either a private room or it isn't. There is no such thing as semi-private. I do like that Ross gets to have a go in the, what are they called? Stirrups? Stirrups. I was going to think stirrups. Are they called stirrups? No, I don't think so. Isn't that a horse That's something on a horse, isn't it? But Mm. that was the first word that came into my head as well. Anyway, the big leggy whole Forceps. No, not forceps. That's at all <laughs> no. with your hand. Um, that does look fun, doesn't it? I feel like I could have one of those installed in my living room. I feel like women who've experienced those during childbirth probably wouldn't say they were fun. No, I don't mean the function for which they are primarily used. I just mean, you know, it's like having a hammock, isn't it? It'd be good to relax yeah. in. Yes. Although a bit sort of bit more intimidating than a hammock. Yeah, and it depends what you're wearing as well. Um, I just Googled stirrups mm-hmm. and the stock photo that came up is, imagine this being your stock photo job, Dave. You're sending it me. Yeah. Exciting. The first completely unrelatable visual uh, well, moment of this it's season. your job to describe it. <laughs> it's a man lying on his back. So they are stirrups. That's a woman. A woman lying on her back. They are stirrups though, right? With her feet yeah, in I giant so. stirrups. But then there's also a, a, a gentleman doctor standing there holding each foot with his hands. Hmm. Cracky Moses. Yeah, what a stock job that would be. You're quite right. Um, do you want to play a game? I've got a game for you. Oh, Okay. Rank the couples in the semi-private room in terms of unbearableness. Uh, so you've got the happy people okay. at the start that want to get Ross feeling a cervix. You've got the insulters, uh, and you've got the woman that doesn't feel any pain. And then, of course, you've got Janice and Sid, but I don't think they really can. Let's do I'd this. say the ones that are swearing at each other are the worst, because yeah. they're uh, just very unpleasant, and he's also genuinely like creepy. Hmm. She's um, pregnant, by the way. 
What? She's pregnant. Yeah, well, I know. No, the actress. Oh, she's actually a pregnant During woman. During the filming of this episode, yeah. Fun right. factoid for you. I thought you were telling me the character was. I was like, yeah, I know she's Yeah, no, no. I've I'm not, I'm not got to that point of just pointing out very right. obvious things. Well, you fucking are. You have done for 10 series. <laughs> we both have. Um, so there were my... Number one, orphanness. Yeah. And then I'd say the ones who were well-intentioned but incredibly annoying with the... Uh, the why doctor feel, let me feel it myself. Yeah, why didn't you feel my cervix and then feel Rachel's Yeah, the woman compare. offering Ross an opportunity to feel her cervix is appalling. Awful, awful, but great. awful, awful. Uh, so they are second most annoying. Mm. Um, then it's probably Janice. Yeah. And then it's the quiet ones, because her whole thing is that she has very quiet contractions. Yeah, but with a tint of smugness though, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, I think. Well, I think the Janice thing. Well, let's let's come on to the Janice thing because we get to the constant crux of Friends, where they paint Janice as this awful, awful presence to be around, like a, a terrible woman, you know. But the unexpected return of Janice on occasion, particularly Lovely. in the later series Delightful. of Friends, very good. But as was pointed out in one of the very, very first ever episodes of this podcast. Janet, what does Janice ever do apart from have a bit of an annoying voice? Yeah, and a and a, a loud laugh, loud laugh, annoying voice. That's it. That's that's her only fault. She's nice and caring and friendly and always, always, always pleased to see them. Yeah, no matter what con- context they bump into her, she is thrilled. And I can't remember what Ross says exactly, but I know it's when the husband goes, "Oh, I just feel like the luckiest guy in the world." It's like. Just go along with it, mate. This guy's happy. She's happy. And Ross's like, really? Yeah, really? Oh, you're not so much yourself, Ross Geller. They're about to have a baby. Like, that's a very big day for them. Big fucking day. And it's not like you're a fucking walk in the park, Geller. You're an absolute prick sometimes. And now you are judging old Janice and her happy husband. Also, this is post the Janice and Ross fling, isn't it? Right. So she's even ditched you, Ross, for being an absolute bore. Exactly. she's been nice to you. You're in no position to have a horse of any height here, Ross. (laughs) Is what I'd say. Fair few horse references today. (laughs) Yeah, of course. A horse, a horse. Of course. Of course, a horse. A horse, of course. Um... Anyway, it turns out uh, Janice's husband, Sid, is deaf, and that's the only reason they could possibly be together. Not because Sid uh, moves past very basic, shallow approaches to the people he wants to spend his life with, huh? But uh, Ross and Rachel, I don't warm to them in this moment when they're just judging Janice again. Yeah, it's not great luck for either of them, is it? No. But we, we like Janice, so exactly. our... Uh... Our pro-Janice agenda is in full swing. And we don't get too much of Janice, do we, before the episode bizarrely ends, and then there's just like a normal scene playing over the credits at the end of part one. Do you notice that? It's not like a tag scene. It's just like a normal scene. Like They were like, where do we cut this? Just randomly halfway through. Because I don't think that's enough of a cliffhanger, frankly. No, not for a two-part, for a finale. Janice has just moved, it, like you know, just arrived at the hospital. It's not huge, is it? But it does leave me wanting more Janice. 100% and we get more Janice and we're Which thrilled get, to get more yeah. Janice. Yeah. Talking of good people uh, in this episode, we're going to get some Jack Geller in part two. We get a snippet of Judy Geller, the yeah. aforementioned humping. Um, presenting Ross with the wedding ring, uh, engagement ring rather. Yes. I'll tell you what's quite interesting about this though. It's a very, um, 
sort of 1920s Downton Abbey approach to relationships that Judy Geller has, isn't it? What, the, the uh, heirloom ring? The heirloom ring, and you must, you must marry the woman. You're about to yeah. have a child with her. You must, of course, be in your traditional, normal, heterosexual relationship when this although, baby is born. Although, in Judy's defence, yes. when she says this isn't just some girl you picked up in a bar and humped, yeah. of course, that is delightfully phrased and very mm. funny. But the point that she's trying to make is this is someone that you clearly have a connection with and have been with in the past, and that's why now you're having a baby. I agree, you but then you think to consider they're potentially setting poor old Ross up for a bit of heartbreak here. Like the friends well, yes. do it as well. Oh, why are you not with Rachel again? Oh, maybe because she doesn't want to be, guys. It's not just Ross's decision. Yeah, and, well, that's the assumption, isn't it, that Judy's yeah. making there that Rachel would even want to, to be engaged. And you're just building Ross up. Which it turns out she does say yes to just absolutely anyone. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, my point does not stand in this particular context because she is game to marry whoever the fuck just happens to be on the floor at the time. But yeah, I just feel like they're all setting him up for a bit of a... It's one of those things, isn't it, where you're like you're encouraging someone to do something that has absolutely no guarantee of success, and there's probably a real reason why it's not happened already, you know? Yeah, it's true. Anyway, that's where we get to. Janice moves in. Rachel's trying to get dilated. What will happen in part two? There will leave the cliffhanger with a little musical sting. <laughs> AP, have, have we got a quiz? Well, you've used up one of my questions. Okay. But another you haven't. Okay, so what was your first one? Uh, cause of Phoebe's leg. broken leg. Sex leg. Okay, um, one point for me. Second question, how many centimetres is Rachel dilated? Three. Correct. Short quiz this week. Very short. It's all right, I've got two more questions. Go on then. What room is Cliff in? Oh, it's three digits. Yeah. It's got six in it. Yeah. Dunno. 816. 816. Nailed it. And second question, where did Janice meet Sid? Oh. Oh, I can't remember that. Oh. What was it? The dermatologist's office. Oh, something about adult acne. There you go. Yeah, that's a good reference. It's all coming back to you now, isn't it? Okay, well, that was a good quiz. I enjoyed that, Pete. Good. We have a real quiz next week. Hey, Pete, um, what's next week's episode? Well, Dave, it's actually Season 8, Episode 24, the one where Rachel has a baby part two. And we shall finish it where we began. That's the door. That's my curry. That's perfect timing, isn't it? Ah, what have you ordered? Uh, Curry. I just said it. Yeah, but what? Yeah, more specific. Actually, Pete, I do not know. I'll tell you for why, because I started recording this. Uh, and my girlfriend is in charge of the ordering, so it's going to oh, be a mystery curry. Going to be a real test of whether she gets it right, eh? Well, may your nans be perfectly moist. Don't like that at all. <sighs> Bye. See you next week. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, 
about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.